Mm -hmm. I thought I thought Twitch would let me know that I was live. Okay, everybody, welcome to episode five. Hey, we're live! Ow. What? Dang it. My level's bad? No, this wasn't expecting oh. you to do that. Great. We're starting the entire thing with gimmicks. No, I'm just pretending to be in pain. I'm for sorry that I hurt For you. the sake of the video. Or you know Jeremy. The MP3. You know, Jeremy. This is, this is a. This is you know, Jeremy. You only hurt the one Jeremy. He's a jack. Excuse me, sir. I was saying a sentence. Yes, sentences were being said. Yeah, I was saying you only hurt the ones you love. Okay, I guess with that, we're alive for episode five of the Anime for All podcast. I. You weren't uh, live before. What? We weren't live a second ago. I, I think we were, but think that was all said, I'm pretty sure. Are you going to crap out this video? Is that what you're going to do? You're going to cut out the other no, part? No, I before? haven't been editing anything. Every Are single thing that's been said... Are you said, censoring me, sir? No. Unless Twitch is censoring you, then I have no problem. I have no uh, authority over that. You gotta talk to Twitch. Not me. I don't, I don't understand why you'd want to censor me. I'm not censoring you. Why is this got to be a thing? I don't know why it's got to be a thing. You're the one that started it. I'm not censoring anybody. Unless you want to censor Yaya Rose's crotch, but that's a different story. <laughs> so now you're gonna go there. How will we censor Frappy then? What about Frappy? Her entire anatomy. She's always covered in clothes. I never make her naked or anything. She's in a full body swimsuit. I I think at this point exactly. she's technically naked. It's nothing, basically yoga pants. Nothing is being nothing is being hidden. Is what I'm getting at. If you say so. You know what? Moving off on the subject, this is getting creepy. Yeah. Uh, You're the one that brought it up. I was just talking about whether or not we were live, and now you've got to fly all in these weird directions and stuff. I don't understand you. Before we go into the topics at hand, I want to just uh, bring up this, I guess this is a weekly thing now, where uh, I talk about the progress of the podcast, uh, and where we are. Uh, so far, <laughs> you can find us and download us on your uh, closest Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. I have not, um, I have not gone, I have not put us anywhere else yet, because I haven't had the time to look into those uh, situations. But I think that everything I said is correct. That you can find us at those, at those three places, and also live on Twitch.tv/slash uh, The Game Hunter All Nine. You'll find us live here every Monday at around nine. And if you skip a Monday, things just got life got in the way. Things happened. Things spiraled out of control. But um, 
Well, it's 2020. It's 2021. But, uh, the, the, the decade is 2020s. The whole decade's going to be the same. I hope not. I, I, I don't want I don't want to be in this pandemic any longer than we have to. Uh, <laughs> I got too real. Okay, so um, I think with that, oh, we have another subscriber within the two weeks that we were away. So welcome. Well, uh, let's grab a follower. Uh, as of right now, we haven't had any new downloads, but I feel like it's going to change once this one goes live. So thank you for everybody who's willing to watch. I mean, willing to listen to us talk about anime. Things that apparently people are willing to watch us talk about. Well, not listen, listen to us talk about. Uh, so I guess with that further ado, let's go on to My Hero Academia episodes 95 and 96, I believe. We're doing two? I thought we were doubling up. Okay. I keep forgetting that we didn't talk about the other one yet. I mean, we don't have to talk about 95. Oh my god, let's go for it. Let's strap it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> awkward. Okay, episode 95. It's called Match 3. And highly, for those of you listening at home, we're highly trained professionals. Don't try this podcasting thing at home. If this is a professional job, Lord help us. Oh yeah, this, this is how I make money. I didn't know this. Yeah. I have bets voice. with people. How dare you? I have, high stake, I have high stake bets with people before the podcast starts about whether or not you'll hang up on me. Are you threatening me? Did no, it just... No, I'm saying, please. You don't know if it's going to make me money or not. Okay, episode 95 of the American Academy episode, uh, <laughs> anime. Uh, pretty much we begin with the aftermath of um, of the last match. And we have uh, Neto Monoma constantly berating Class 1A. And nobody cares, and Tendo comes in and cry chops the back of his neck like usual. I mean, no, nothing out of out of the normal at that state of affair. I feel like he's that one guy on Twitter that you report, but he's not doing anything technically wrong. He's just annoying. I mean, it doesn't really matter if he's doing anything technically wrong. It just he's just annoying. I think he's just there to be hated on, which is surprising <laughs> considering that's uh, uh, Grape Juice's job. Uh, <laughs> he's there to show class a that class b doesn't really hate them because it, it forces class b to repeatedly say that he doesn't represent what they feel and then everybody cheers kendo on yeah that's true and uh they have like class 1a is talking with them amongst themselves at what duck was like writing in his notebook all might comes uh, right behind him and pulls him away and as again we have the class gossiping amongst themselves about why all Might seems to be taking a liking to Deku. They don't know that they both shared a quirk at once. So, it's over at Bakugo, who, uh, as they're talking, will walk up on them behind them, saying, you're doing a bad job at hiding your relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, at least before that, they start conversing about one for all. I think uh, in, is it in this episode, or episode prior, they bring up that, uh, oh, I guess they, were, they bring it up in this episode, that um, the last time Deku's quirk did something weird, it was when he was fighting, um... I wish he had a hero name. Why doesn't he have a hero name? Uh, the guy with the, uh, with the, with the brainwashing quirk. He really should have a hero name by this point, but he doesn't. Uh, Shinzo is his name. Uh, the last time his quirk did something really weird was, uh, when he fought Shinzo, and when he had brainwashed him. Uh, so, the, the, uh, bring, that bring up that might be a problem. Uh, so he, all might this is warning him to to um be careful. It's just kind of funny that like all might's being berated by Bakugo too. <laughs> mm -hmm. The dynamic has changed, and Bakugo's now asking why. I mean, we were we're, we're kind of talking about this is happening, but like uh Bakugo's first talking with uh, Deku now about what's he talking about here, and he's also Deku brings up the fact that his quirk kind of like went out of control when he was asleep uh bakugo in his own bakugo way is just i guess checking to see if he's okay 
and I guess that's the best way to put it. Uh, I guess as for uh, Quirk Evolutions, I don't know what Bakugo's capable of doing now, because he's been off the scene, off the case for a while. Do you think they're doing that on purpose so that we can, they can pull some, like, reveals? Probably. Well, I mean, granted, not many of the Class 1-8 characters have been doing anything new recently. Yeah, but you're still learning about, like, 1A, like, little tricks and, and things like, um, Ida pulled his, uh, motor off so he could grow a new one, and that's, like, the big plot twist of this episode, so people are still learning things, I think that's kind of cool. That's why I was disappointed with Froppy and, and a couple of the other characters, the, uh, um, like, Kendo, because I really wanted to see, um, I really wanted to see some new twists with them, but we didn't get to see any. Well, I, I I look at it like this. They're still kids. They're going to school. I mean, if there was a fanfic out there of everybody uh, as an adult, I'm pretty sure every character will gotten some cool power up. Because I can think of some characters with certain like cool power ups. I mean, I I, I thought about like uh, Uraraka in the future and what her power could evolve into. I'm still on that whole like she should be able to like uh, pretty much just, like make things heavier. But I mean that's just a pipe dream. But, uh, I think first with that, he had a conversation, Bakugo is being Bakugo. Now we switch over to the, uh, now we got the boring things out of the way. We switch over to the start of the new, the new match, which is Todoroki, Ida, Tailman. I'm missing somebody and I'm waiting for the, oh yeah, Shoji. I forgot all about that, man. The guy with the tentacle arms. Uh. He's pretty cool. He did. Eh. They don't do much with him, but he's... I like him. Not that big of a fan. Uh... He seems kind of serious all the time, which is really weird, but granted, it doesn't help that he doesn't have a mouth. Unless he's using his limbs. Yeah. Uh, do we know he doesn't have a mouth? It's always covered. I'm pretty sure he has a mouth. There's no way he doesn't have a mouth. Maybe that, Maybe that's, like, the source of some sort of weird plot twist. Like, he's gonna, like, take it off or something. It's gonna be like, oh, 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 you know. It'd just be creepy. Do you want to do that noise again? No, I don't know. No, please don't. I love everything. Just don't, don't deep throw at your mic. For everything that is. <laughs> All right, I will take pity on you. But um, <clears throat> as they're about to get rear off for the match, match three, Tokiyami is having a conversation with um, Todoroki about like how you know their mentors or heroes working together right now. They have some authority to. It sort of has some authority to pick up after Tsukiyomi's like um, mistake, which is kind of funny because you find out by the end of this when they have a tie and everybody is disappointed in how they did, which shows some growth. But uh, mm -hmm. we see them walking in as we speed up with this. We see them walking in. Essentially, we now uh, well, the, see, you know, Ida is talking with Shoto. He's saying that he notices that. Something is on Shoto's mind, and like, uh, pretty much people were making fun of the fact that you know his his face doesn't really change that much. We also start seeing um, each person's like I guess working towards their goal, and Ida is trying to take on his older brother's name and Jinian because he may be coming. His brother may be healing, but it looks like he probably will never be returning to being a hero again. Right. So we start seeing the uh, the the fruits of of Ida becoming Ingenium, which is awesome. I'm wondering for the longest time we were going to see more of that. Uh, I guess something interesting plot was related with Ida is in the next episode where they're still in the middle of the fight. We start seeing some of the, what he learned from him fighting Stain, which is awesome. And he starts like thinking like a hero, like Stain said. Which is kind of funny that you know he, he's using what he learned from Stain to in in, in a in a mock battle. I guess before we move Stain, on, Stain's a really smart neutral that way. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I just didn't think he was going to be him. But uh, I guess before we move on, we're going to talk about the other four. Uh, Tetsu Tetsu, Drillman, um, Pony, and Mudman. I think is what his, his hero name is. Uh, these these guys actually worked really well together for being uh, a ragtag group of individuals. Yeah, they did. I thought Drillman was kind of like the expendable, and he, he was one of the first to get captured. He's just, he was really, really basic, and 
he didn't seem to have any creative like secondary use to his drills or anything that would make them really cool. So I think they needed him because they needed someone to come in and fight, but I didn't think he was going to be very, very much of a big deal. Well, he should have used his rotation a little bit more to build up energy. It's, it's kind of the same principle behind speed. It doesn't really matter if you have enough rotational power. You can overcome just by anything, but he, he didn't do that. Because I think he was just depending strictly on his his uh, equipped weapon. Mm -hmm. I, I like to point out that um, I always had an issue with people comparing Tetsu Tetsu and, and Kirishima because I feel like their quirks may be at the, at the very principle the same, but I really believe they're all they're really both different. I think this is an episode, this, this this fight really showcases that they definitely, their quirks are definitely different. They may look the same on the on the, on the base level, but like I want to just want to point out that it, it, Kirishima can make his quirk, uh, I mean he can make his skin harder, which makes it makes him pretty much a shield in in a way. But he can also keep making his skin denser, which makes it be able to take more damage. On the other hand, Tetsu Tetsu I think only has an on and off. I don't think he can make him his he can he can temper his steel, which is what he did in his training for the sight and fire. Ironically, the fire wasn't the fire he was sitting in wasn't as hot as the the fire that Shoto can make, which is ironic. Shoto's still holding back. I don't know if he was holding back because he was. It seemed like he was having some problems with the heat that he was producing. It looked like he was going dizzy. From just how much fire he was putting out. Now, granted, mm -hmm. also had to do the fact that he wasn't cooling himself off. But I still don't understand why he needed the he needed a Mudman. Or was he fighting? No, Tetsu just to back off for him to use ice to cool himself off. It didn't make sense to me. I thought it was interesting that um, two things. One of them, I, I thought it was interesting that he was using both abilities without much of a inner struggle. I mean, they did do a quick flashback a couple times and stuff, but, like, he seemed pretty comfortable using both powers, which was really just a little bit faster than I would have expected. Not, like, overwhelmingly faster. Well, and then the other thing is I wonder how long he's been doing it because I bet I bet he's not very experienced at using the uh, the fire side, and I bet he could have gone hotter if, if he'd had a little more development and practice. And you also still don't see him ever use them in conjun conjunction. They're still he still treats them like two separate powers rather than trying to like combine them. Like I don't know, create steam. You know, ice and fire like together would make steam, and you could make some cover to escape in in a situation like that where he's got to put distance between him and the other guy. If he was able to start combining his powers, I think it'd be really cool. The only time you've ever seen that was the time that he like. Used one to adjust the body temperature of the other, so he could go all out a little bit more. And I think he did that in the turn, the last big tournament. The but explosion I mean, think he about created it, like, was when he combined both powers. What? That explosion in the tournament that he had with Deku and him clash—that was the combination of his powers. The rapid expansion yeah. and de, de expansion of his uh, of the of the heat around. Um, I just mean like if he filled the if the guy was coming at him, he needed to put the space between them. If he filled the arena with steam, using both of his powers, slicked the ground so that he had, like, kind of a skate area, and used the fire to, like, boost himself away, like an engine, like a Batman kind of, like, Batmobile engine, then he could have gotten out of there. But he doesn't, he hasn't have much experience with the fire ability, and he has almost no experience except with, like, blunt force with uh, using them in conjunction with each other, but that should have been something he would be very capable of doing. I think a lot of it has to do with it. I don't think he... I, 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 he has experience using his fire quirk, because we keep on seeing flashbacks of him training with his father, and his father teaching him how to use his fire side. I think a lot of it is just, he hasn't... It's, just, it's like a muscle. He hasn't been using it, and I think they did a good example of like a quirk as a muscle in this universe anyway, because of the fantastical nature of the power. So, I mean, it's a combination of him not well, having experience, but also just the lack of muscle. It's also the fact that they've all developed their skills since they've joined um, Class 1A. And in his case, he hasn't really developed that skill because he hasn't been using it. I think he has a lot of room. I think he's, to some extent, he still plays... In some ways, he's the, one of the most experienced, sophisticated heroes. In, the, in other ways, he's still got huge room for growth and improvement 
probably more potential for improvement than any of the other characters except possibly Deku. Yes, I guess speaking of powers, I guess we're going to talk about uh, the elephant in the room, or I guess the pony in the room with uh, 1B. How little Froppy had in these episodes? What? How little involvement Froppy had in these episodes. That's the elephant in the room for me. Um, we're going to talk about, I think one, uh, I think one was notable, because we, we brought up, like, you brought up how, you, how unremarkable, um, this drill man was. I still, I still find him kind of cool. I find him a little bit cooler than Shoji, but that's just me. I think it's just easy to impress me. But, um, I guess one person, one person's quirk, which is interesting, was Mudman. Um, they keep bringing up how flexible he was, and I guess it kind of comes down to his quirk, and his quirk being softening, which he can make the, uh, area around him soft or permeable so he can go in and out which really makes physical quirks useless it's a uh, kind of ridiculous yeah he should be a 1a i thought when i was watching it, i was like this guy's too too good to be class b well i think the idea is they're all they're all class one it's just that because there are too many students that applied that they had to uh, split things in half. One B sounds seems like they're always a little bit weaker, though. I think one A is like the true elites, and one B is like everybody else. I don't know. I feel like one B and one A are like they're on the same level. The only the only thing that makes class one A different than one B is that they've had on they've had on the job experience. One B doesn't. And this is because, for whatever reason, one A seems to be always in the in, in in the wrong time, in the wrong place at the right time, when a villain shows up. And one mm -hmm. B, I feel like one B, if they had a chance to, to you know be in a situation like that, I feel like they could excel. I mean, at least Kendo, Mudman, um, they make they make the lizard girl. Well, the, I shouldn't say lizard girl. The girl at the end of next episode where they uh, are setting up for the next match with Bakugo. They, she, they say she got in by recommendations. She was the other student in 1B that got in by recommendations. I don't yeah. know who the other one was, though. I know they mentioned them. Yeah, I forget now, too. They've told them both now, though. Yeah, so there's just four students that got in by recommendation. Uh, I just don't know who they, I thought it might have been Kendo, but I don't think it was Kendo because they would have brought that back. They would have brought that up. If it was Kendo that got in by recommendation. But um, I guess I'm now looking at her. The girl, her name is Pony Sunatori, the girl with the horn cannons, who apparently her running her running gimmick is that she's always she that it's it's a surprise when she speaks English. Which by the way, Mudman can speak English too. It always shocks me because it's it's not that it's, it's not that it's uncommon that in Japanese subs that English can be spoken, but you don't see it a lot. Um, so who are the voice actor is? I give them kudos for being able to actually speak clear English. Mm. Uh, I think it's about it. I think it's about everybody. So I guess like as we're going further in episode 95, uh, the main draw of episode 95 is the fight between Tetsu Tetsu and uh, Shoto. Who, I'm going to say right much, I wasn't expecting much out of uh, out of Tetsu Tetsu in this fight. But it seems very uh, evident that Tetsu Tetsu could be the counter in, in a real in a real situation, to somebody like Tetsu Tetsu could be really bad for uh, could be really bad for him. Uh -huh. Considering that, like, well, if if Tetsu Tetsu could turn his quirk and metal into steel, it'd be able to withstand heat like that. It'd probably really bad. If anything, he could be Tetsu Tetsu would be really good in a situation where you know he could he could rescue people out of a, out of a burning building and sustain very little damage to himself. Mm -hmm. uh, I also want to bring this episode. I still think that he wasn't creative enough with his quirk, though. Like, he always goes brute force with it and just makes like a room full of ice, but you never see him try to do anything more subtle or nuanced with it. I think if he had something a little more subtle or like clever that he could do with it, then maybe he'd have a little more help, you know? Done with Todoroki? Shoto. So when he's he talking Icy Hot, and you're talking Icy Hot. Yeah. Okay, this I don't know how he can be subtle with ice. This man literally clear he can this man can clear a room by turning it into an ice uh, into an ice prison. 
Okay, but we know that ice doesn't do a hell of a lot to this guy, so why don't you start using the arena to your advantage? Like, start pulling things down from, like, the side and knocking them on them, or, you know what I mean? Taking out the floor, or something like that. Why do you have to, like, just fill up areas with ice when it's not working? I don't think... Like, I'm gonna shoot ice at you, and then that didn't work. Okay, I'm gonna shoot fire at you. And then that didn't work, and then he was pretty much done for. Like, there's, there's a lot of other things he could have been doing. He could have been using it to improve his mobility... <laughs> Maybe he could fly with it. You know what I mean? Maybe he could, or lift himself up in the ground. Maybe he could make an ice spike that like shoots up from underneath Tetsu Tetsu and like rockets him into the sky. Like you see, Toph do that with Earthbending and uh, Avatar. Why not him do something exactly like that with with his ice? I, mean, I think he's done it by the same time. I don't think Shoto can just project ice, a la Iceman. He's never. Uh... He's there a display. He has He's ice never... to lift up from the ground, right? So why doesn't he just do it under the guy's feet and like shoot him up in the air? I guess, but we'll also say that that wouldn't work. I mean, we don't know how heavy Tetsu is when he's covered in metal. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, granted, yeah. I mean, why not try just to see if he could? But mm-hmm. I mean, he's still trying to learn how to. He's still trying to learn how to use both sides of his quirk. He's right. been if using he one side. It... If he could make ice that's slick, then he could make the ground slippery, and, and Mudman can't do anything about that. If the goal is to make the ground hard to run on, like, and Mudman makes it even harder to run on, that's not going to help. So if he could he could own up on that and just make slick ice under Tetsu Tetsu's feet, and then Tetsu would have trouble running. Like, there's there's just stuff that he could have done that he just seemed to neglect doing because of a lack of creativity. I think he's so used to being able to brood his way through that, like, it's harder for him to think in more subtle ways. I don't know, I mean, my man brought up that he should have just, like, covered the entire area in fire, and that would have prevented him from being able to do anything. Which is an if odd thing for... Entire, yeah. If he covered the entire area of fire, too, he could have used it to escape, but he dug his feet into the ground, even though the guy was coming at him and he needed to put distance between them, like, he dug his feet into the ground and didn't try to get away. I don't think he intended. I don't think he intended the fire to make like the the amount of fire he was producing to to weaken his mental capacity. Well, not mental capacity, but his ability to stand. I was surprised at how little his 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 flame fortitude was, because one of the bigger things that Endeavor was always saying was the main reason why he wanted to show him in the first place, because he he knew he needed somebody that could actually produce flame without without nearly killing himself. Right. Um. He also brings up in the flashback that apparently some his son. Who now know is missing. Uh, Toya was very close, but he possessed the weak, weak constitution of his mother. This is very choice wording. So I had no idea what that means. But um, also Endeavor has brought the fact that he's hiding his true strength, which is what you said before. I, I could agree, but I don't really know 100% because like I'm not sure how much of his quirk is fire and how much of his quirk is ice. They make it seem like it's 50-50, but I don't know how true that is. I, I will also, speaking of the fire, I, I love it when I do see him use it because I just love the way the fire comes off of his body. It's like, it's like the coolest trick I've ever seen. It's really cool looking. Does it I turn mean, you on? I'm going to just play the fifth on that one. But I, I like the way it looks. <laughs> I, as, far as, as far as animation, I will say it's really cool. I guess speaking of animation, we can move on to episode 96, which, um, actually, no, before we move on out there, the last little bit of the end of the episode, Mudman traps Ida in the ground because Ida can run, so he figures that Mud, Mudman said he's just going to soften the ground and let him fall into it. This is when we find out Ida's uh, family secret. Apparently, they can remove the pipes on their feet, which is really painful. It looked painful, um, considering Ida had to have a towel in his mouth to even rip them out of his out of his thigh muscle. Right. Ow. But um, such so that he grew new ones while training, and uh, now he can do something called respiratory turbo. Which at first he made it seem like he it, it, doing that removed his time limit, but all it really did was just increase it. So now he can, he can do that for 10 minutes before he burns out. Which he is, he, I mean, now he can do, now he can move nonstop without really stopping, which I guess I want to bring up what's what I talk about animation. That reminded me, when he was running around doing all that, reminded me so much of Deku, just only if Deku was using his feet. 
Mm-hmm. The speed they, they mentioned that he's got to kick it up a notch now that Deco's become a foot-based like hero. That that inspired him to like to do well, to take it to the next level. Yeah, that's understandable. But at the same time, Deco isn't just going to use his feet. He's already kind of stated that he's just trying to limit the amount of damage he's doing to his hands. Yeah. So if anything, Deco's going to be an all-around using his feet and his hands in combat. Um, I think he's just going to limit the the hard hitting moves of his feet, which makes sense. But uh, but yeah, I mean, this is kind of inspired him. Granted, funny enough, I think say that they also Deku mentions that I got to teach, I got to have uh, Ida teach me how to kick, kick again. So <laughs> all it's going to really do is just push Ida further. <laughs> but I, I do love that, like it it is like it is doing what I'm I was hoping he was going to do, which is start moving faster. Unfortunately, I don't know if there'll ever be a if they'll ever get to a point where Ida might have a be able to have a pseudo speed force. Um, I don't think he will, uh, considering the the aspects of the speed force. Anyway, uh, that little bit of DC comics put in here aside, um, it was really cool. His that animation was very reminiscent of Deku. I think they did it on purpose. Uh, there was so many like uh, Mudman couldn't keep up with them. It, it got so bad that Mudman said, "I'm gonna get out of here." I could not, like, uh, deal deal with this guy. He's like, he his combat. He's got, uh, he's got me ahead on combat. He also mentioned as he was leaving that it was probably a bad idea to leave Ida, um, to to his own devices, uh, mm-hmm. which kind of comes back to, kind of comes true later on, um, and Ida manages to capture Drill Man as he's fighting Tail Man, which I like to point out. They kept on the words. Um, Tailman was fighting so normal kept coming up. Um, I don't know. I don't know what that was about. I don't know how. I don't know how abnormal he could fight. You know, his tail could be used as an extra limb, but that's about it. I was actually expecting to see a whole new use for that thing, but other than what he did use it for to help Shoji get free, not much was done with it. I would say that I guess speaking of combos, Shoji and him are actually a really good combo when it came to like uh trying to fight Pony and That's probably about it actually, Pony. Because Mudman was just hard was hard to get a hold of. I would say that that guy's quirk ridiculous like he is so nice, but his quirk is so mean. The like, Mudman guy? Yeah. The guy yeah, the is only very nice. I know this is a favorite of yours. Um, the only guy that I've seen that I think would have been able to be a really easy beat for this is the guy that's the blonde guy that's a lot like Deku. What's his name? Me, not Midoriya, but begins with an M. From the class above him, Miorio. Miorio, thank you. Yeah, Miorio is the only one I think that could have made like short work of this guy. I don't, I don't know because he would. I don't know if he could. Could he permeate all that even when it was soft? Cause I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't know like how deep on the on how deep on the level, like the, the, his 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 ability to go through items is when it comes to. Because we've only ever seen him do it on a solid object, not like one that's moving around and constantly being turned from soft to hard. <sighs> I really hate talking about this quirk now, and I'm realizing it. I gra- granted, I will say I think Miro probably would make sure to work with him regardless, just because, like, I mean, he was he was he was dealing with uh, Chisaki really easily when he lost his quirk. Man, yeah. he's he yelling power every time he's using a lariat. Uh, guess we can talk about Shoji in this fight. Uh, not much was happening here other than his uh, excellent surveillance skills. Yeah, he uh, Shoji didn't get much done at all, did he? No, uh, not really. Uh, um, he wasn't bad. He just he just didn't have a lot to bring to the table. I thought, which is sad because I really like him, but. Yeah, I just couldn't. I couldn't feel impressed by anything. He was just kind of there. Well, yeah. When you have Ida morning at Mach ten, I mean, at this point, <laughs> Ida was definitely, I think, the MVP here. 
I, I would say him and Shoto, I mean, uh, were like, they, they did well for what they had at, at, at their disposal. I think it's kind of like more. I knew that Shoji was going to be great, but when I was, um, when I was watching things happen, like, it was Ida that was the one that seemed like he did better than I expected. I think Ida had more to, to, to do, uh, here, because he needed to, he, he needed to, essentially, as you said before, he was falling to the back of the, of, of the, you know, of the class, and, uh, things that he accomplished, and, um, you know, being the class rep, he also needed to, you know, improve that as well. And we start seeing that he had been paying attention to all the people. I mean, they, they may not listen to him all that much, but they do have a, a, a certain respect for Ida. It may not be on the same level as respect that Kuan B has for uh, Kendo, but it's it's definitely it's it's definitely there. Yeah. Um, but I was happy to see him. I was happy to see him kind of pull out and uh, and do a good job. So I don't know. It was just better than it was better than I had expected. Like he did better than I expected. And Shoji, I'm sorry, Shoto didn't do as well as I expected. Well, I don't think, I just, I don't think, like, it, it was his time to really, because he's still working. I mean, we, we saw in those, like, flashbacks, he didn't know why he was having flashbacks to his training with his father, because those were some really dark times for him. I don't know why, uh, it, 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 it made it seem like uh, he was going to, he was starting to draw back on those memories of that attack that his father used. Uh, especially when he saw it used uh, for the, I guess, I guess based on the way he reacted back in season four when he saw the first used it to take care of that Nomu, that um, that uh, that I guess he never saw it before. I guess is maybe what I got is the is the vibe I got from it. And then when he tried to use it here, he couldn't because Mudman showed up and knocked him out because of a uh, something that fell from that uh, Prince fell. On him from one of the surrounding, on one of the surrounding uh, uh, buildings around him. Mm-hmm. So he didn't get a chance to really use prominence burn. I felt like if he gotten a chance, I feel like he could have ended that entire uh, quarrel right there and then, which is probably why they didn't allow him to use it. Yeah, but again, it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been because he was the more talented hero. It would just been brute force. Like, I, I really think that this brought out to me that he needs to start moving beyond brute force and, like, becoming more nuanced because, like, everybody's starting to catch up with the brute force part. It's nice that he's starting to use fire now and that it's not, like, one hand tied behind his back. But sooner or later, he's going to hit a situation where he just can't be counting on the fact that he's sort of overpowered compared to some of the others. Uh, the thing that made the... I don't know how he could be nuanced with ice. And I don't even think his fire ability is like, because what, what you're looking for is it's not something I don't think he can do. Not even with training, I don't think he has cryo. I don't think he has cryokinesis. I think that's what like what you want him to have, but like, I don't think he has it. I've seen him do things like create like frost and stuff. Remember when, when the first season? Yeah, but I'm talking about like controlling it to the point where you know it, when he makes it, he can as as it's being created, he's able to control. I don't think that's something that's in his ability. I don't maybe, necessarily maybe it's think there. it's his ability, but I think he can create... If he can create a wall of ice, then he can create a pillar of ice. If he creates a wall of ice, then he can create a spike of ice. If he creates... If he can damage something with ice, then maybe he can knock something over with ice or weigh it down so it falls. Um, I just think that he's not... I feel like know, it takes I, like a, a really fine-tuned control of over ice, and that's why I, I feel like it, it, it would that would require cryokinesis. Versus just making ice, which is what he's doing. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I just, I just feel like, I feel like what you're looking for, like what, what like what that is, is essentially cry cryokinesis, control over the control over the ice as it's being made. I guess like ice bending, which the water benders do. But um, I don't know. Maybe he could. I don't know. I just, I feel like that sounds like something in the in the realm of cryokinesis, which I don't think it's something that he has. I guess like it's the same concept like with with, uh, with the fire. I don't think he has pyrokinesis because if he did, he we would have already seen it. So that means he yeah. never has pyrokinesis. Let me look that up real quick. Because I don't know what you consider that actually. If 
mean, granted, there were definitely scenes where his ice looked all blocky, like he was creating it as he was throwing it out there, but I don't know. I just feel like it, it would require, I guess, a control over it as it's being made. It almost seems like he just launches it after it comes out, and that's about it. Right. Oh, wait a minute. Endeavor is a power kinetic. Wait. Does that mean... Does that mean Shuttles is like... Does he have pyro and cryokinesis? Wait a minute. Half high, laws and generate ice frost, cold, and rest as is unable. However, the user is unable to manipulate every, either element, only limiting producing and creating them. Yeah, he can't manipulate, so he, he isn't a kinetic, at least yet. Maybe, maybe doing what, maybe being a fusion of both elements is what's preventing him from being able to utilize one element all the way. Because a kinetic is just a person who specializes in an element and can manipulate it. So right. it just has both powers. I mean, then again, it's just how the user is unable to manipulate the either element. So that mean, that could either mean that he, he just doesn't have the ability to control it yet. So maybe he can. I don't know. Maybe it's something he needs to work on is maybe being learning how to how to manipulate the element as he, after it comes out. Mm-hmm. I guess this thing this is news this isn't news, but apparently Shota can also almost give himself frostbite if he doesn't use the fire side. Kind of makes me think. I wonder if his if his mother, well, his mother is the other is the ice side. I wonder if her her quirk is dangerous because she could lower her body temperature to the point where she would die. I imagine that they could, right? They maybe more a little more resilient or something like that. But I imagine that you'd have you would be able to do it, if, especially since you can see him. It seems to be the nature of the limitations of his ability, right? Yeah, but based on what I'm reading here, I don't know. It, it makes it seem like, because I just read his father's a power kinetic, so that must mean his mother must be an ice a power a crowd kinetic. So in in theory, the son, the the child that they produce should also be a kinetic for both variations. But maybe maybe the union weakened it. Because yeah. I mean, I guess at the same time, there's gotta be a there's gotta be a limitation to Shoto. He just can't be, he just can't be God Almighty in this show. <laughs> there's gotta be a limit. Maybe the limit is being unable to control it, because all you have seen him do is produce it and shoot it out. That's about it. He like after the fact, like because like a kinetic can after they shoot something out, they can like manipulate it and like either return it back to the state it was before or make it more powerful it's kind of like Iceman for instance like kind of the nuance you're looking for is like I think Iceman is, a, is an example I think of a nuanced ice power character he's, he's mm -hmm. doing more of his ice than just you know using it for combat because every time we've seen Shoto do something amazing he's it's like it's completely it's like uh, covered the uh, the entire surrounding area with just his foot, which by the way, it's kind of funny that he uses his foot for ice, but his hand for fire. Why is that ironic? Why not really ironic? It's just kind of surprising. I, I, I've solved this before, but it's kind of weird that it, it kind of makes you wonder if could he could he light the ground on fire with his foot? And the same thing for his ice. Could he use his hand for ice? I think he, yeah, I would imagine so, right? Why wouldn't he? I don't know. I mean, he's only been stepping, putting his foot down and covering the entire area in ice. Turning into the North Pole. Did he touch ice once? That is interesting. That You're right, though. He, break, he wields it in a weird way. 
I mean, but the the the, the, the thing for Quirk specifically states the user lacks the ability to manipulate it, which is something very odd to to put into words. Is he lacks the ability to manipulate it, almost like they're insinuating he should be able to. Mm -hmm. But you would think, considering his father as a key brain is up, Endeavor is a is a kinetic. I didn't know this, so this is news to me. Which I guess it makes sense why he's able to. But wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Endeavor manipulates the fire to make prominence burn. Shoto was about to do it before he before he got hit in the head. In theory, he should be able to manipulate the ice. So he just he, I guess he just doesn't, or he can't. I'm gonna give him the benefit of that maybe he can't. Because he did mention that um, for a long time he had just been reflexively using ice. Because it's been ingrained into his being from 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 day one. Because he hated his father. So it's quite possible that maybe what you're looking for he just can't do yet. Which at the end of the day is disappointing. I'm not gonna lie. But maybe he can't do it yet. Maybe at some point he would be able to do it, but he can't do it yet. I don't know how that makes you feel, but I, I think maybe that's what it is. Because that prominence burn thing is a, is a, connect, what is a, is a kinetic... Would it, what benefit would it have him if he... If he did it? I mean, it makes sense that... You would want to touch the surface you're affecting... With ice, which is very often the ground because they usually put him in situations where he's standing in you know open area maybe if he was able to touch something he could channel the ice from there like he maybe he just can't create it in the middle of the air but um, I figured he couldn't because every time he does it I mean the, the reflex thing that he does he literally braces his feet it's the one thing he does all the dang time when he because for the reason is you can if you look at his foot as the ice is being created there's a thin line from like the base of his foot that shoots out and it gets wider as it goes further out. Yeah. But maybe it, a lot of it has to do with the fact that he doesn't truly understand his quirk all that well. And um, it just it just comes from a lack of being around his mother and his father trying to teach him how to use this really overpowering move that he isn't prepared for yet. I don't know. I mean, as you can tell, it doesn't it doesn't look like he understands his fire quirk all that much anyway, because anytime he's using it, all it's really doing is covering his fist, his shoulder, um, part of his like waist, some of his leg, um, and covers some of his foot. Like it looks really cool, but at the end of the day it doesn't really have any real practical use. And he tried using a move that it, it took him too long to be able to prepare the move, unlike his father, who was able to shoot it off almost immediately. And for the reason Endeavor is able to build up the heat much faster than his son can. Um, might have come from a lack of training uh, in that department too, but it also kind of makes you wonder, like, why is it that he's reflexively shooting his shooting nice from, from his hip versus shooting it from his hand, which would be a lot more beneficial to use it from his hand than right. step on, stomp on the ground and cause the entire like, area to be covered nice, which that's practical too, but as you saw before, it didn't really do him any good here, in an area that is like surrounded in buildings. He he shouldn't be able, he shouldn't ha he shouldn't be relying on a move like that. I guess that's what we're learning here. As cool as a move that is, he shouldn't be relying on a move that covers the entire area nice, because that could be dangerous too. Yeah, well, it certainly wasn't the right move this time because it just made bait for Mudman. It took a flat surface and made it a whole palette for Mudman to do whatever he wanted with, so. Speaking of Mudman, but, I have to point out, after the kick that Ida laid on him, his face is the creepiest thing ever. <laughs> it's like, I think there's a reason why he wears a mask. Yeah, it clearly is. Again, though, the, the person that controls... <sighs> the arena is the one that wins. It's every single fight so far. The arena has been um, the, the deciding factor on it, not the necessarily the fighters. It's how they use the arena. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. I guess as we get close to the end of the episode, second episode that we're reviewing here, um, mm -hmm. essentially, we now uh, Drillman is in jail on one A one A side, and we got one B 
where Tailman's in their jail. Um, pretty much almost everybody is knocked out except for Pony and Shoji, who this is the part where really should, he should have had something up his sleeve. Like, I mean, yeah, he couldn't expect this, he couldn't expect somebody to outsmart him by putting them in the air. At the same time, I really feel like I almost wondered if he could like. I wonder what the limit of how many hands he could make is. Because maybe he could have Spider-Man did or something like that. I have no idea. I suppose so. I think there are liabilities too, though. I think when he makes another limb, like he uh, risks losing it, and it's yeah, kind of a pickle where he can make off. a lot of limbs, but he, um, they weaken them. I think he did get an arm cut off at some point, didn't he? Yeah, he's had limbs cut off, but they're they're just as much a weakness as a strength. If you've got more than you can manage, you know, it's got to be hard to manage, like, six limbs. Um, then... It probably doesn't improve things so much as just getting your own way. Yeah, I wish there was something that, like, he could have done. Maybe he could have flown. I have no idea. I mean, the skin in between... I feel like I feel like the skin in between would have been like he could have he could have fly and scrolled it. <laughs> that would be an interesting thing to to see him attempt to fly and squirrel it, but maybe it would, that wouldn't work either. I feel like no. <laughs> it would have been funny to see him. <laughs> it would have been funny to see for sure. I don't know. Like I mean, at this point, like uh, as we. It's, it's close to the end episode. Pretty much, Pony flies up in the air and takes two of her teammates. So Shoji couldn't take any of one of them, and takes uh, I think it's Todoroki that she has in her hands. I forget. I think it might have been Todoroki that she has in her hands. Yeah, it was Todoroki, and um, she just ends up flying in the air because she 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 uh, gauges that because the, of the uh, of which who she's carrying, she can't move fast enough to be able to put Todoroki in jail. So she just like you know. Waits a timeout, which is I think is the first time we see a time limit. <laughs> mm -hmm. So she waits the timeout, and Bruce ends up this entire match in a tie. I figured this was gonna happen, but I wasn't sure. Which the next two matches mean much more now than they did in the past, depending on what happens in the next match with Bakugo's group, um, and the the uh the the, the other group, and then the next match. Like, either Team B could be in the lead, or Team A could. Um, but the possibility of this entire uh, uh, modular tournament uh, ending in a tie is becoming more and more prevalent. I think it's going to have to be... Whatever happens, it's going to be Deku's team that makes makes the final decision. They have to have his... They have to have his battle relevant... And he's going last, so they're going to have to make sure that he's the height of the tension, just for plot purposes. I guess, I don't really remember. Like I said before, I did read this tournament, this tournament arc, but I don't remember much at this point. Now I'm, I'm at the seat of my pants, and I'm trying to figure out, seat of my chair, should I be saying. Trying to, trying to figure out how this is going to go, because I don't remember. Um... But I think that's about it. I guess for you, do we? Uh, one of the new characters introduced a girl with a sharp teeth. I think her name is what's her name again? I forgot her name. Um, I'm waiting for her to pop up on the on, on the sh on the, on the uh, in the episode here. I guess we talk about like uh, each one of them is now like figuring out what they did wrong. Toroki's saying that he should have been able to react much faster. He made it. He, he made it so that Ida had to be the one to save everybody. Ida is saying that he should have been faster. You know, he should have been able to move quickly enough to uh, be more effective. I mean, everybody's, like, reflecting what they did, which is a good thing. I mean, they're all, they're all going to become, like, effective heroes. Even Mudman is, like, he's saying that his, their, their speed and, and his fire were, was the problem that he needed to be able to take to take care of. It's kind of funny to see someone like that. That He is still a creepy character design. His You can see, like, his, his skin is so tight on his skull that like, you can see his teeth. <laughs> I'm sorry. You ordered the wrong size. Oh dear. And we see Momo cackling because he's saying they're all gonna lose because um, the next person they're gonna fight is difficult. Oh yeah, her name is Tokagi. 
um, the the person that was recommended, uh, that second person in the group that was recommended was Tokage, Setsuna Tokage. And Bakugo's gonna be fighting her, I guess, is what he's gonna be doing, because we see him grinning really, really evilly. You know what I appreciated about her costume? What? Uh, the way it's drawn with the dots in the animated, it, uh, it reminds me of old-school comic art where they did everything in dots like that. And it's kind of a throwback to that old-school comic art that you'd see, like, way back in the day, like, when they were doing, like, the old way of printing, you know, color comic, like, mass-produced comics. I mean, that makes sense. I always thought that was scales, but maybe it's not. It might be, but it's just the artwork. When you look at it, it, it has that throwback feeling of, like, retro comics, and I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but that's actually an interesting way to look at that, actually. I, just, I always thought it was just scales. But, um... I mean, it could be both. It could be scales, but just the way it's drawn to me feels that way. And I think that's on purpose that they did that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, there's nothing. That, I mean, he, he chose designs. He drew characters on purpose like that. You know he's had it, had it in mind because he had the other guy that attacks with comic book, you know, onomatopoeia. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah. I guess that's the end of the episode. I didn't really watch the ending of this one, man, because it was the next fight. So, hey. Uh, I guess we're going to move on now to Shaman King's episodes three and four. Because we were supposed to do it last week, but we didn't. So we're going we're gonna to reveal them now. Uh, hey, Jeremy. Hmm? Do you, do you want to break this up into a part one and part two? Because I'm not feeling great. Um... I think it'd be great for me if we if we had like a part two if it's if the other things canceled tomorrow. Does that work for you? Uh, I mean, you will see. I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. I mean, yeah. Anyway, what could be any day this any night this week? Um, I can do it, but right now I'm feeling like kind of sick. If you've noticed, I haven't talked a lot. <laughs> Is that okay with you? Uh, I mean, we'll. I will see what tomorrow then. I mean, uh... I have a, I have four, all four episodes watched. So, if you just pick a night, if you're just like, let's do it tonight, I think I can do it any night this week. Uh, uh okay. Uh, well, that was, I guess, a good segue. I guess we're gonna. Uh, wait, where? How long Sorry about that. I wanted to cut in before we, we dove into it because I am looking forward to talking about Shaman King with you, but it's. It's four episodes and it's ten thirty and I'm not feeling good. And I think we were I just gonna review it. two episodes, but uh, episodes three and four. Cause I think we already reviewed episodes one and two. At this already, I think. Yeah, well, we did. Anyway. But I mean, if you wanna, uh, I think I, I kind of just push to. it to next week. Because yeah, nice we'll just be revealing one episode of my hero at that point anyway. If worst comes to worst. Um, yeah, do you want to do that? I mean, I mean, that'll work. I mean, there's only one episode of my hair coming out this week anyway, unless there's a break. I don't, I don't know. Considering the, the weird time that the show came on this year. If there's a break, it's still really good because then we, then we have two episodes to do. Yeah, I, I know. I'm aware. I would just, I would just kind of speaking out loud, <laughs> trying to get my brain thoughts out, but I mean, sure. Uh, I'm trying to like keep going at least until, until the, the minute passes over to an hour long. Maybe not. It's probably not a good idea. I'm trying. To, I'm feeling dead space with my voice. That's probably really great into everybody else. With that, we're gonna... <laughs> I could. I could talk about how I feel. It's probably not good. <laughs> so I, I had this burrito taco meat for dinner, and I. No, I'm kidding. And I was going to try to see if you can't go to an hour, but you know what? I'm going to just, for Jock's sake, because I know he wants to go lay down. We're going to end off here. Um, If I, we come back tomorrow, then sure. But if not, we'll just compound. You know what? I'm going to push it to next week. I mean, it's like, I've already, we've already kind of offset anyway. We talked about two episodes of, of Anami this week. Um, They want to overload. Because uh, I'm trying to figure this whole anime thing out because next year Dragon Ball Z is supposed to, Dragon Ball Super is supposed to come out with another movie. I never want to talk about that this year once we have the time, so we're just going to end it up here. That's going to be guys, exciting. 
it will we'll probably throw we'll probably throw a promo talk let's talk about this episode podcast episode in but we'll talk we'll talk about that later see you guys whatever all right bye